Welcome to the Lions Amongst Leaders podcast. I'm James Bacon, the host. On each show, I'll have a different person from a different sector who either own their own business or they're involved within a business and they'll answer a few questions around health and fitness and also some business problems that they faced on their journey. I hope you enjoy it and if you need to reach out to me, it's James Bacon, www.jdbsc.co.uk. Thank you very much and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Lions Amongst Leaders podcast. I'm James Bacon, and on today's show, I am joined by special guest, Mr. Darren Jones from Instinct HR. Darren, how are you doing? Yeah, really good, James. Thank you. Really good. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted to uh, to be doing this podcast with you today. Uh, this is the first one in the uh, the new podcast, mate, and it's a pleasure to have you on as the first guest. So we'll see how we get on. <laughs> Fantastic, thank you. So, first off, mate, if you just want to give us a little bit of an intro uh, about yourself, uh, what you do for business, uh, and a little bit about your family as well. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Thank you, James. So, uh, yes, I'm uh, Darren, age 53. I am a uh, a son, a father, uh, and a husband. So, uh, married to Adele uh, for uh, quite a few years now. Uh, uh, dad to two uh, two grown-up children, really. Um, my daughter Olivia is twenty-three. Harry turns nineteen in in a couple of weeks. Um, so I, I have to say, I genuinely don't know where Olivia's those years have gone so fast. Uh, it just it flies by when when you when you when you're a parent, you know. So um, so yeah, I live in live in Nottingham, born uh, born and bred in Chester. Um, I moved over here in my, in my mid twenties for for business, and at the time I was working uh, for for Boots uh, in uh, in the corporate world. And uh, much more recently, I've set up my own HR uh, consultancy business called Instinct HR, um, and in essence, I provide um, HR director support to uh, small businesses exclusively. So really working with small businesses around all their, their, their people, opportunities and people challenges, really. Awesome. Very, you sound a very busy man. And uh, Chester, yeah, so nice part of the world, that. Um, I was uh, living in Ellesmere Port for a couple of years. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's, a very, it's a very nice part of the world. How does that compare to Nottingham? Yeah, Chester, Chester's lovely. Uh, I must admit, we don't we don't go back as often as we should. Uh, we've got some family over there, but not not too much, if I'm honest. So uh, it's always a treat to go back. But I think in comparison to Nottingham, it feels a lot smaller. It's clearly got a lot of history, a lot of heritage. Um, but actually, in Nottingham, uh, we're quite spoiled in terms of well, pre kind of pre lockdown, what we were sure. able to do. You know, like theatre and live music. Uh, events, uh, you know, in, 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 as I was growing up and as I was you know, getting into my, my slightly old, old, into my 20s particularly, uh, we'd have to go to places like Liverpool and Manchester for, for nights out and, and entertainment, but Nottingham's got uh, got quite a lot to offer, so uh, yeah, we've been in over here since uh, 96, both my children have grown up here, so uh, yeah, really quite settled now, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a... Uh, it, 
it's a very good night out in Nottingham as well <laughs> for, for my younger years anyway <laughs> not so much used now to be, but... yeah, as I remember yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome so so this podcast really uh, generally is talking a little bit about health and fitness and how that relates to business so we're going to be asking you a few yeah. questions around business as well so we'll kick it off with the first question then uh, So, first question, tell us about a time that you struggled in your business relating to your health. Yeah, um, really good question. I I think there are two notable events um, and quite quite far apart, actually. It's interesting as you're growing up and you get, you know, going through your teens and your 20s, your health wasn't really ever, ever a consideration. Certainly not mental health when I was growing up. It was never really talked about um but i kind of got to my mid-30s and um i was i was pretty much laid up for about eight weeks um all my energy had gone completely i'd never experienced anything like it and um i guess i was diagnosed at the time the gp diagnosed it as chronic fatigue and uh, he put that down to uh, i had a couple of couple of viral infections it was over the winter um, and because they were pretty much back to back, he, he kind of like, you know, suggested that, you know, that would weaken my immune system. And it just, it just flattened me completely. And I guess looking back now, it was a busy time. Uh, we'd had our second child six months before we'd moved house. It was Christmas. I took on a new job and I was also studying for my postgrad diploma. Um, at the, and at the time, it didn't feel uh, busy or out of control, but you know, I guess with those those kind of viral uh, the viruses I'd picked up, uh, it just flattered me. And I probably had about three months where I, I couldn't work full time. Um, I had no energy whatsoever, and that had a massive impact at home because uh, it was becoming the norm that I was spending all day in bed and that was that was really tough when we just moved house and uh, couldn't do a lot of the things we wanted to do um, and you know work were great supported me you know slow rehabilitation and return and, and gradually picked that up but I guess the reality was that the way that that chronic fatigue thing and I think there's a lot of stigma attached to it uh, affected me it was it probably for a good couple of years I had to really regulate um, you know stress energy exertion manage my energy levels because um, it felt like I was easily knocked after that and um, yeah so that really made me uh, made me stand back and think about health and exercise and uh, that kind of spurred me on a little bit into um, a bit of a fitness campaign, which probably ran for about another 10 years. I've always been fairly active. Um, I think the other, uh, the other side of it was, was certainly more recently um, when I was in, uh, in a job in the corporate world um, and a uh, big job, big salary, uh, you know, lots of responsibility. Um, but I guess just incredibly unhappy uh, in a role which I, uh, I didn't any longer enjoy. At one point it was my, my dream job uh, and the organisation I was with changed um, and I couldn't understand, you know, understand the changes they were going through but it, it just wasn't an environment that um, I was enjoying and I was in it for far too long working long hours and just yeah. um, I guess a slave to the salary 
quite simply. And yeah. uh, again, kind of thinking how that affected me at the time, you know, always stressed, always tired, not eating well, very little time for exercise, you know, grumpy at home. That, that's a, that's a good have been grumpy, aren't they? We, <laughs> we do that really well, but you know, I was hearing it a lot more and you think, my gosh, it affects the people around you. So, uh, so that had to change, you know, something had to change because it, it just wasn't sustainable, really. Um, but they were two very clear points looking back at my career um, and my family life as to, you know, when they were, they were quite tough, actually. Yeah, and then, yeah, those situations are always tough. I mean, what would you say... What would you say was the point where you, you knew you had to change something? Uh, obviously, you, you was going through all those different scenarios with your health. Um, mm. and I suppose, it, was it quite a, a big thing to start your own business or...? It, 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 it wasn't, no, because I, I think, if I'm honest, James, probably for two years, I was, I was, I was with one company, I was with a company and I've been with them for quite a few years and I knew they were going through some changes and uh, I knew there was a potential payout at the end of it uh, and if I'm honest uh, me and quite a few other people who felt the same were just treading water um, so I knew there was almost a light at the end of the tunnel I just didn't know when it was going to arrive and I guess what that taught me you know that the, the time with that company and the skills and experience that they gave me was, was fantastic and um, and I guess I was, that just made me more determined, uh, actually, to change dramatically um, my career, my job, my work, how I make money. Um, and, you know, I don't, don't want to sound trite, but actually money became less important because health and happiness felt a lot more important when I come through the other side and realised uh, how, uh, how unhappy I'd been at work and then the impact that that can have at home. It just felt too important um, um, not to change it, you know, and I, I just, so setting up my own business was a thing I thought, you know, gives me the control, uh, gives me a lot more flexibility. Uh, and actually, you know, what, 15 months later, uh, having done that, um, I probably work uh, over seven days and I'm always thinking about work, but it's it so much more fun because it's mine and I can shape it and influence it. It's not something I'm slaving away at for somebody else who's just going to be ungrateful. You know, this, this, this is my thing. So I was determined not to go back to the, uh, to employment in the kind of work I was doing before. I, I, I just knew I had to make the change really. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's always difficult as a business owner to get that fine line between business and balance, your family life, because um, we, we, we generally just think about it all day, don't we? Even when we're supposed to be having downtime with a family, there's always something in the back of the mind going off. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Always. So, yeah. 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 So how 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 do you switch off? Um, switch off. So I think it's. Um... I guess I tend to have a little bit of a routine, so um, I'm often the only one at home working. Uh, lots of people come and go. But my wife, my wife runs a pharmacy, so she's she's always out. You know, she works long days, long hours, and works really hard. Um, so I think I just have to have that routine of you know when when I'm sat at the desk in the office, uh, that that's work. And actually, when I leave that that room uh, and I go into a different room in the house, for example. Sure. Um, I'm at home, uh, and I think it's a bit of a mental discipline, and I just like I, I create a bit of structure around it. You know, lots of little breaks, um, 
lot, lots of, you know, sometimes I just go out for a walk around the garden or, around, you know, around the, around the streets and come back in the house and just take lots of little breaks and have that, that little bit of structure. So I, I think you're right, you're always thinking about work um, when you run your own business. And, but I actually, it gives me a lot of energy, you know, it gives, gives me a huge amount of energy and um, treat weekends um, a lot more special than, than, than I used to. Because they yeah. just used to blend into one thing, whereas now actually I can create some time. And, and you know, certainly Sunday's the day; it's a family day. You know, we're usually often all together, and, you know, time with me and my wife, and we don't spend it around the house cleaning and gardening so much. We, we try and make try and do something productive with the day and spend quality time together. Really, that's it. Uh, yeah, con- controlling that diary is important, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely. it. That's it. All right, so. Next question, how important is health, body and fitness to you and how does that relate to your performance on a daily basis within your business? Yeah, that's um, it's a really good question because I, I think as I, as I get older, uh, I think I've already revealed my age, haven't I? I don't know. How <laughs> uh, you did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I did, didn't I? Um, increasing, increasingly important. So for a number of reasons. So I, I've always been active, I've always been sporty. Uh, I, you know, in my uh, late 30s, early 40s, I was doing a lot of 10Ks. I did one half marathon, which literally nearly killed me. I, I, one more step, I think, and I've just fallen into the grave. It was that tough. Um, so I've, all, I've always been active. Um, squash is the thing I really love and enjoy. I love my football. Um, I haven't played for years because of wonky knees, but um, love playing squash. Not, not to be able to do that. So I, I think there's, a, there's definitely a, a physical thing, and, and of course, the exercise uh, gives great mental stimulation, can really clear your head. Um, Last year, I, I did a lot of uh, mountain biking, you know, to replace the squash. And again, my kind of discipline and routine, uh, probably not as good as I could have done it, but it sure. certainly helped me get to a point of going out, you know, you know, two, three, maybe four times a week on the bike in the morning before work, really early, seven o'clock, get out there, just really set you up for the day. So, um, so the, the other aspects, um, two other aspects for me really um i think as you get older you appreciate uh, the health of those around you so particularly parents um, mm. the last couple of years have, have, have been a real challenge with my parents and my wife's parents actually around their health um both uh, both of our mothers uh, have got a form of dementia which manifests itself in different ways and you know my mum's blessed that she's only in her mid mid 70s and she's got Alzheimer's and how her mental health affects my dad's mental health is uh, is not something I've ever been exposed to before so I think that opens up a new chapter that says we've got to look after ourselves you know um, as much as we can to you know strong for others and 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 be be as the fittest we can for ourselves really so um, so yeah, that's 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 but that's definitely opened a, a new chapter. I think it kind of connects to my work a little bit because you know in the HR stuff it's all about people, and you know we we know don't we? Um, lots of people have have struggled in lots of different ways um, in the last twelve months, last fifteen months, and uh, mental health is talked about a lot more openly. Uh, being 
strong mentally and exercising mental health is 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 super important and um so you know i guess stand it to advise and support others through my work uh, is, uh, is is really important to me as well yeah yeah absolutely i totally agree with you on about the, the parents um and health uh, i think we don't really think about health too much when we're young but uh, so we're probably more interested in aesthetics and how we're looking. But as we start to sort of creep up to maybe maybe above thirty, maybe early forties, it's more awareness. Um, and I think the only reason I got into the health and fitness industry—I mean, I was overweight when I was probably nineteen—but um, my my mum died quite young uh, when she was fifty-four from cancer. So at that point, I was like, well, I understand how important health is and we've only got so much time. So, yeah, yeah that, that's all my motivation since then, um, just to help people out with their health and make them more aware of it. Uh, yeah. I say, we've, we've only got one, we've only got one, we've only got health once, haven't we? And we've only got one body, um, which is sort yeah. of the, the vehicle through exactly. life. So it's... Yeah, exactly. that, and then you get a lot of people that, 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 that bring all these different like barriers that we've got time and they're too busy with work and sometimes prevention is always better than cure in my opinion so we, we, we yeah. tend to leave things too late when we could have done something yeah. previous so that, that's yeah. my view on it anyway so. yeah i think i think life life teaches you these lessons doesn't it it throws all these things at you and that's you know that's oh gosh that's a tough it's a tough age to you know to lose a parent or, that's it. You know, um, and my dad was he worked till his mid fifties, and then he had a, he had a brain tumor, um, and he had to retire. And even he's, he's eighty; he's actually eighty later this year. Um, but he's lived all those years with uh, the consequences of, of what it meant to have a tumor removed from the back of your head. And of course, that's hugely restricted his uh, his ability to work, his income, and of course, his health. And yeah. you know he's he's fine. He's doing good. He's now carer for mum, uh, as you would expect, sure. um, with her condition. But it's you're right. You could you you can't get that back. And it is only when you experience those things and and you kind of go through life that you start to value them. Um, but mm. you, yeah, prevention is is, is 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 key, isn't it? For sure. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So let's move on to a little bit more business stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what is the one? What is the one thing you wish you had known when you began your business? Yeah, that's um, that's an interesting question actually because uh, you how you start out is not is not where you end up. I don't think any business um, um, looks the same twelve months. Uh, later, after it started, it, ne- it never does. You, you're learning all the time. You're adapting all the time. So, um, I think there's quite. I've learned actually. I, I think the first thing was um, the the value that other people place on your skills and experience mm-hmm. that you perhaps don't consider for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, being at this point and so actually looking back at the last 15 months of running my own business. As, um, I've I've got a lot of energy from how I can support others uh, with with just yeah. what I would class as my my experience I'm getting throughout my career. And actually, if I'd have realised that earlier, because um, I've always, I'd always considered my relative value 
to be within the environment I was already in. Um, yeah. And I've shared how I felt more latterly about, about that, the corporate world. Um, so, yeah, I'd, 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 have, I'd have probably made that change sooner. So, you know, we are where we are. You can only do what you can do today and tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, I, part of me thinks, but I wish I had done this you know, five, ten years ago, because actually I, I could have still done it with the skills and knowledge I had at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, I think the other thing is, um, probably a bit like you've done as well, is, is people said to me all the way through my first few months in business is niche down, niche down, niche down. Yeah. I think, what, what the heck are they talking about? You know, <laughs> didn't really understand it. Um, you've got a very specific offer for your business. You support a very specific group of people. Um, and that's what I ended up doing. You know, so HR for SME was was only uh, a fragment of what I originally put forward as my offer. Uh, my original business was called Instinct Consulting, and it was a combination of uh, you know, leadership, coaching and development, uh, project management and, and HR but it was so broad people didn't understand it so I eventually listened to all the people that were telling me the same thing uh, and I kind of worked out what my business would look like if I niched down and, and, and literally within weeks you know the, the, the really interested prospective clients started to come through people would want to talk to me a lot more because they understood what my business was about so I think um, knowing that up front is, is a very powerful thing, but often you learn it as you go on that journey, I think. Yeah, yeah, the, the niche is very uh, interesting, especially in the health and fitness industry, because when you come in as a personal trainer, you, you just think that you want to help everybody. Um, and yeah. you generally can't, and I've done it over my 13 years where I've sort of niched down now. Uh, and now they're talking about micro niches as well now, so it's, <laughs> uh, it's, for, it's, for, it's forever changing. It's forever changing, so. Well, I, um, it's interesting you say that because when I when I first came across you, I, I think it was you know, in, in the, the Volta Blue group on LinkedIn, I'd seen your comments or your name or something. Shout out. Or posts, <laughs> post, yeah, yeah. Posts with, uh, with you when you uh, tagged in them. And I guess what, appe- what always appeals to me about new people, I, 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 don't, I don't just open my network to anybody. I, I don't wish to sound slobby or arsy, <laughs> but you, you've got to surround yourself with quality people who... Um, you know, can, it's a mutual support thing, isn't it? You know, why, sure. why would I want a group of people I'm never really going to want to engage with or, or learn from, or maybe I can't offer anything to? It's, it's got to be quality. Um, but I, I am also drawn to things that are different as well. Yeah. So I love the uh, the lions thing uh, <laughs> on yours. It's like, oh yeah, that's well, that kind of appealed to my, you know, the the, the, uh, the alpha male in me a bit, I guess. Yeah. And, um, I. I Doing what I do for work, um, I see a lot of health, well-being, support, a lot of women uh, groups and some amazing uh, women uh, supporting amazing women, you know, to be better and, you know, second stage of life stuff and and part two of your life and all of that kind of thing. Um, Some great support, but not so much for dads. So when I saw yours, that that I kind of, you pause and you think, okay, let's find out a little bit more. Who's, Who's this James guy? So... I think for you, niching clearly worked because it, it certainly got my attention and it must get other people's attention as well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the health and fitness industry, yeah, the, the, again, there's a lot of support for for women out there and maybe mums. But yeah, I think when I started uh, my, 
my just dad's uh, brand, uh, which is my physical location, uh, it was it took off quite quickly because yeah, dads yeah. couldn't really find anything to help them. So um, there is quite a little bit out there now, probably. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's ideal for me because I, I know sort of the pain points of what maybe those dads are going through. So it's 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 yeah. easy to com- communicate message. So. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I've always, I know you're interviewing me, but I, I guess I've got a bit of a question for you, if you know. <laughs> a, bit, a bit, a bit curious as to whether that's met any resistance along the way from any pockets or groups of, of people. Is it the fact that you focused just on supporting dads specifically? Does that has that had any uh, attracted any adverse commentary or reaction um... from people? I don't really think it has on the Lions sort of project yet. Um, I think with my physical business, my Just Dad's fitness uh, business, I do get the, the occasional comment of, uh, oh, why can't mums go or why can't why can't females go? But I, I guess it's just in jest. I don't know. It's, um, mm. yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I don't listen anyway. I'll just deflect it and carry on. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we all know the lionesses work harder anyway. Well, yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Well, that's why the the, uh, the male's the king of the jungle, right? <laughs> that's right. They've got the time to practice. Haven't they? Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, your favourite question is coming up. <laughs> what is the biggest mistake? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. What is the biggest mistake? What is the biggest mistake, and what did you learn from it? If there's anything, I know you're on top of your game, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Well, there was a quite a catalogue of mistakes for sure. Uh, it was it was sifting out the, uh, the juicy ones really. Um, I, th- I think do you know what I, I'm going to give quite a general answer. Um, I, I think we we <laughs> we learn from you know we only learn from our mistakes, don't we? And, uh, and life's for living. You've got to try things, and, and we sh- we should never fear failure. Like, I definitely grew up when I was younger in, in, in that environment where. You know, we respected authority and, and we, we, we feared doing things wrong, you know, for mm. sure. But, do you know, I, in, in my role uh, as, you know, HR, um, consultant, HR director for small businesses, it's, it is all about, you know, uh, helping people be their best and, and helping them to realise their potential and just encouraging them to get involved in stuff and learn and, and just be a big open book. So I, I think I think the mistakes I've made will historically have often been when I've listened too much to other people. Sure. Um, and um, the uh, the link com- comes right back around, actually, because I, I think when I've... I can think about two notable uh, points in time where I've, I've hired somebody uh, for a business I've been involved in and um, it's turned out to be a bad hire um, and the, there's typically two reasons for that. I've either hired people uh, in haste uh, and, and at pace just to fill a gap because we're under pressure, we've got to have somebody in that role, it's a critical role, etc, etc. And because we've rushed it, we've um, um, made a bad decision about that person, you know. Um, and we've not followed, we've not, we're not really been as thorough as we could have been. And, and I think the other part is is uh, other people's recommendations, where people big up somebody else to say, "Oh, they're fantastic. They'll be great for you." And you think, "Yeah, okay, well, that sounds good. You know, let's let's give it a go." And yeah. uh, and and it often hasn't worked out. Uh, and I, I think um, I think that. 
part of the idea of Instinct HR was an instinct consulting team was about trusting your instincts um, and having a bit more confidence in your your own decision making. You know, uh, definitely important to talk to people, gather opinion, listen to those around you. But I, I think I probably put too much weight on other people's opinions than than I trusted in my own. And that's you know, I, over the years I've learned. Um, to kind of go with my gut feel a little bit more sometimes, and invariably that tends to tends to play well. Doesn't always work out, but more well. often than not, it does. <laughs> That's it. Listening to that inner voice, as we call it, yeah. the inner guide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know, don't we? We know it's not it's not spoken. It's a it's a feeling. It's felt, and, yeah. um, and you know if it's fundamentally something's right or wrong. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next question. <laughs> who are the three people who have been most influential to you? Yeah, that was a, that was a good <laughs> question, James. That, that helped. That made me think that one. Um, yeah. I, I have to say, and again, this is a kind of this is a getting older thing, and it does tie back to one of my, one of the, the people I'm going to mention. So, um, I think that those around you, those closest to you. Know children. Whilst uh, mm. mine are a bit older now, you you appreciate them and value them differently as, as they grow up. And my wife as well, you know, amazing support for many years. I don't know how she suffered, you know, but she hangs in there, bless her. Um, I think by just the, the the strength of that unit of the family is for me is inspiring and. Um, you know, kids, they just, they don't have a lot of fear, do they? You know, and they just, they do stuff and they're fresh and different ideas, different outlook. And I, I think young people have just so much to offer uh, and embrace. I, I think I did, I did a, a survey on link, one of these LinkedIn polls <laughs> that we all love clicking. Uh, I got like 50 every day in my feed. Um, yeah, there was something in there about would, would you would you hire and pay for experience or would you uh, would you would you go for for potential you know youth and potential and. I think my sense it depends what what the job is and what skills you're looking for, of course. But yeah. uh, I'm a strong believer in uh, in developing people of potential. So, um, but yeah, my family, my children, you know, yeah. a constant uh, source of of pain, but also uh, influence <laughs> and support as well. Um, so that was one. Uh, I think uh, the music uh, to. to to cliche this, the music to the backdrop of my life has got to be Paul Weller uh, all the way through. As, as, as early as I can remember, you know, some of the first music I listened to was the jam. Um, and uh, I've stuck with him ever since. He's, he's always been there through you know, every decade of my life. His music has, has been a constant uh, theme, really. And, and I love how uh, he, he reinvents himself uh, yeah. And doesn't really care what other people think. He's his own, his own person. Got some quite strong beliefs and opinions. But um, yeah, music's dead important to me. So I think um, I think I'd have to say Paul Weller because the you know deal with some of the tough stuff that comes along. How you just refresh yourself if you need you know to reboot and go again. Music is often there for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but it, for me, it's a real therapy. Um, so not to have a musical influence wouldn't feel appropriate if I would be honest with myself. And then I guess my serious answer, 
uh, I don't know if you listen to this, I've never really told him this, so uh, worry about probably making him blush, but uh, a guy called, called uh, Paul Starbucks, another Paul actually, um, probably the best, the best leader, uh, the best boss I've ever had, really, the best leader. Uh, I've had a lot of good ones over the years, but I, I think his style, Paul's style, and uh, the way he supports his team, he builds a team around him, and, and, and he's great at spotting talent. Um, he gave me a massive opportunity. Uh, he had a lot of fun with it because he made me wait. He knew he knew I really wanted a certain <laughs> job, um, and I was his HR business partner at the time, so I was the person who had to go out and find the person for this other job. And uh, he knew all along that I wanted it, and he made me suffer really bad, um, and jumped through a lot of hoops. But he's he's supported me in lots of ways, and yeah. uh, gave me a real chance. Uh, and even on those occasions where you know, you've been a bit of a dick and you made a mistake, the, the way he's dealt with that uh, is just very quiet in the background, but very effective and very supportive. So. Yeah, he's been a big influence and he, he runs his own uh, executive coaching uh, business now and uh, just lovely style and, and nothing's ever too much trouble. He's always there whenever you need to pick up a phone or WhatsApp. Um, super supportive guy, yeah. Awesome. Paul, if you're listening, that's your uh, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I- totally agree with you on the kids uh, my kids give me the absolute power every single day um, they, they, they can just switch their emotions right from angry to happy in an instant um, and yeah. the, the, my children are like seven and uh, four so they're not really at that age yet where they're, they're conditioned to start caring what people think they just tell you how it is don't they they show you their emotions straight yeah. out um, yeah but yeah, just just looking at them, them guys every day, I'm just like, yeah, I've, I've got to do, I've got to do, I've got to do in business. <laughs> it's it's well, it's interesting because I I, I re- recall fondly that that age, I've got a similar age gap in my two. My daughter's the oldest, uh, but I think mine was seven or three, uh, and it's a perfect time. It's a, it's a lovely age. Uh, for both of them and yeah just lots of happy memories uh, uh, about that time just so much fun and they've got like you say they've got they're not they've got no they're not preconditions uh, you know they uh, they're just fresh in themselves and it's just it's if, if you can devote the time to it and create the time it's just great fun being parents uh, when that's your kids it. are that age I that's know it. a bit tougher for a lot of people <laughs> but yeah but, but that, that's the age that counts right where, where we've got that influence over them because that's going to sort of reflect back when they get older. So if we spend that time with them when they're young and then it'll come back to us at some point, if, if we ignore them and we're not present and we're always busy with our business, then yeah, it's exactly. going to be difficult, right? Well, <laughs> so. I, can, I, can, I can guarantee to you now, James, a few, in a few years' time, you'll have very little influence. They won't be listening to you. <laughs> it will be many, many years before they start doing it again. Um, That's it. But uh, I'm sure deep down they appreciate it, but they're not great at sharing it. Um, but yeah, it's a lovely age. It's a lovely age. Yeah. Lovely age. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next question. What is the one common myth about your profession that you want to debunk? <laughs> so HR, HR has been, uh, it's been a lot of things over the years. It started as personalities. Uh, it became HR, human resources, which sounds a little bit uh, um, 
a little bit uh, mechanical, doesn't it, really? Um, as a, you're treating people as a bit of a commodity, but it's kind of moving as well. It's it's becoming uh, people now. People who do what I do are often have people in their job titles, like people director and that kind of thing. So that feels a bit more human, doesn't it, to treat people as people? Um, so I think I think historically it's always been that tea and sympathy kind of uh, function in any business. Um, but I guess what I see is I see um, I see a lot of small business owners uh, thinking, oh, what do we need HR for? We, we, we can do all that ourselves. Um, and you'll you'll have two you'll have two schools. And you'll have those business owners who 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 understand that actually just bringing in the support uh, early on, um, you know, just getting a little bit of guidance and support from HR and the people strategy stuff you know as, as they're starting to grow uh, as a business is really important um, those who think they can do it for themselves will always be the people who pick the phone up and, 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 and are just dealing with crises and problems and, and I'll be quite honest um, I, don't, I tend not to work with those people I, I yeah. work with people what I class as people centric uh, yep. SMEs um, because they value the people, they they want to give fair, a fair deal, support them, develop them, grow them, and take an interest in them. I'm I'm not so much interested in those who've basically ignored uh, doing anything properly uh, just to you know get the, the cheapest the cheapest rate or get the most out of somebody to deliver as much as they can. I'm not interested in working with those guys. So I think, um, yeah, I think the myth is, yeah, I can do it yourself. Well, if you're employing people, you need some professional advice because you'll get bitter in the backside at some point yeah. if you try and do it all, all yourself. Um, depends on how good you are as to how long you can get away with it. Um, yeah. And I think the other myth is uh, it is just about sorting out people problems. The I think more and more businesses are now align themselves to the fact that actually if they create um, the right culture in their business where uh, the value, what it stands for, uh, what its aims and ambitions are, uh, very much uh, based around people and growing a team and developing uh, the team and the individuals within it, then you'll have a lot less people problems. You can't avoid them. Uh, sure. Always, of course, because people are complex beasts. <laughs> um, but actually, if you if you create the right culture, uh, you will uh, you'll have a very uh, and a much healthier, more positive environment. And therefore, that's yeah. awesome. Awesome. All right. So, a few more questions to go, uh, then we're about done. Um, what does health mean to you? What What does health mean? Um, health. Health for me is physical and mental. Um, I've been very lucky. I, I don't particularly suffer with mental health. We all have days where I'm a little bit fed up and down in the dumps, yeah. but it's not something I've ever struggled with. Um, but I understand. Uh, I understand it a lot more than I used to, and, and, and hopefully can help others uh, who do struggle with it you know, a, a, a bit more these days. So. Um, I think you said it before, you, you, you said it perfectly, where you, you, you only get really one chance at it. You know, this is, <laughs> look after your body, because actually if it breaks, it might be irreparable, or it may it will never be the same again. That's it. I think as you get older and you see the, your health and the health of those around you change, then 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, you learn the importance of, uh, of looking after both of those hands, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's huge. I mean, health always means different things to different people, but um, with the body, I, I just like to use the car analogy, as everyone does with everything. Um, so, body, when the when, your car, when the warning lights come on, you usually want to take that to the garage, right? Or is it going to start breaking down uh, at some point? So, why do we not do that with the body when we start to get those different indicators of like maybe pain or something's wrong and we just leave it, leave it, leave it? Uh, and we might en- end up needing new parts at some point if we're not keeping on top of our servicing, especially as we get older anyway. I mean, out of the gate when yeah. we're as young, when, when we're babies, we can fresh our bodies, can't we? We can jump around, not get hurt. As we start, <laughs> to, get, <laughs> as we start to get older and older, we, we fall over and something might break. So, it's just important yeah. to give our bodies that probably those MOTs and those services as we get older and older. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, where can our listeners find you online? Where's the best place to go if you want to know more? Where's, where's the, so I'm spread out in a few different places, but I, I, I think to be fair, I put most of my energy into, into LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Darren Jones on LinkedIn, also Instinct HR is, is on LinkedIn. Um, it's a great, great community. Um, some fantastic people on there. Um, you can really surround yourself with like and similar minded people and quality people who can, yeah. you, know, you can support and they can support you as well. So LinkedIn's one place. Uh, I've got my website, uh, which is uh, www.instinchr.co.uk. And it is going to be undergoing a little bit of redevelopment in the not too distant future and it badly needs it. Um, so yeah, please don't judge me on the quality of my website. <laughs> uh, I, I am a firm believer in people by people uh, and yeah. people will use my services when they have a relationship with me. They don't go to my website to buy a product uh, called HR. That's not what they do, but I think sure. it's a professional endorsement, so it needs to look good. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Um, Darren J99 and Instinct uh, underscore HR. Um, reasonably active on there. That's a little bit of a growing platform for me, but I think sure. uh, I am aware of a, a lot of small business owners. They're not all necessarily on uh, on LinkedIn, uh, so they tend to play on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm on both of those things as well. Yeah. And you've got a podcast launching very soon, right? Yes. Yeah, um, I've been scratching my head as to where the inspiration came from, James, for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, yeah, no, I have. So I've, uh, for about six months, I've been doing this Instinct HR magazine, which is mm-hmm. great fun. It's a lot of work. Uh, it yeah. drives a lot of great content and it's highly collaborative. And I think all the way through that journey, people have said to me, I do podcasts. Why do podcasts? Yeah, it's a bit like you know. I haven't got time to exercise. It's because <laughs> I don't understand it. I say no. I haven't got time to do it. So yeah, um, yeah. I had a bit of a play this week, and uh, I knew it was something that people enjoy. Um, and obviously, knowing I was coming on here, I thought, oh, I'll have a bit of a play. I'll find out what this is all about. We had a little bit of a chat, and you shared some stuff. Um, and I realised how simple it was. So, yeah, yeah Talking Instinct is my uh, podcast page. Is that a thing? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Your link URL. <laughs> is it, is, that's the one, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, I've, I've put a little trailer out there on, it's on Spotify under Talking Instinct. Uh, and I guess the plan is, so my plan is uh, is to go things 
Um, I'm going to be talking to Inspiring Leaders First, a little mini-series, and, and uh, Paul Starbuck is one of those Inspiring Leaders, you won't be surprised yeah. to hear. Um, I'm then going to talk to people-centric business uh, owners, um, as I've mentioned, uh, some really inspiring uh, small business owners out there. And then the third one, um, I've only really decided this morning actually, I am going to look at health and well-being. Um, so again, probably five people, probably bring yourself, bring yourself in on there, James, if that's okay. Oh, I love it. Turn I'd the love tables. It, <laughs> um, and yeah, I think it's, you know, all of, all of those things are really important, aren't they? Mm, but, you know, probably 15 yeah. podcasts planned, uh, and I've realised how easy it is to do, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be great fun as well. Sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to that one. Brilliant. All right. Brilliant. Darren, is there anything else you want to add? So we're coming to a close. Um, well, I, I guess just thank you. I think we've uh, rambled on for uh, far too long. I, I guess at this point there'll be, there'll be zero, maybe one listener left. So if you've listened for this long, my gosh, you, uh, send me your email address. I'll, I'll post you a chocolate medal. Um, but no, re- re- appreciate uh, lovely uh, talking to you, James. Uh, learning from you. Uh, you've helped me this week with some of my fitness challenges. Uh, sure. But now I really appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on as the first guest, mate. Really appreciate your time. And that is it for today's Lions Amongst Leaders podcast. Talk very soon. The Lions Amongst Leaders podcast. If you would like to guest appearance on our podcast, please head over to www.jdbsc.co.uk and send us a message. I hope you enjoyed the podcast for today. I'll see you very soon.